0: Hi, welcome to a look behind and rewind. I'm your host, Tom Nielsen. Hey, folks, been to any rock concerts lately? How about the Rolling Stones? Did you catch their latest, the Octogenarian Oxygen Mask Tour? <laughs> Can you believe it? Mick Jagger is now 80 years old. 80. I hope I still have the energy to do what he does when I reach that age. I understand. Well, anyway, here we are, looking back at some of the concerts we've attended over the years. One of the first ones that I can recall was a double bill down at the Asbury Park Convention Hall, when Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons teamed up with Jay and the Americans for a big blowout concert. This 3600-seat venue was actually built around 1930 and is still operating today. That's amazing! Well, me and my high school buddies, Bart, George, Ike, Jack, and I, decided one Friday night to change up our usual routine of cruising the Garden State. We figured it was about time to get some culture, if you know what I mean. Only in America. Yeah, that's right. The Jersey Boys that we were, it was determined by common consensus that we'd all shell out some hard-earned cash for tickets to the 60s revival concert starring some of the biggest names in rock and roll at the time. So there we were in this massive cavernous convention hall sitting right under the mirrored disco ball overhead taking in our very first rock concert. It was somewhere around the 1970s. So, while the disco era hadn't officially arrived yet, that disco ball overhead was a bit of a historical anomaly. My theory is that it was left over from the 1930s when the convention hall was first built. But anyway, I digress. It was a pretty good concert. I think we all enjoyed ourselves. Enough so, in fact, that only a few months later we plunked down our money for another concert. This time, we've been cruising around in the wilderness of northern New Jersey on yet another Friday night, trying to decide what to do, as usual, when I pulled out a newspaper listing of all the entertainment options in the tri-state area. As I was uh, scanning the pages, my eye came across an interesting ad for a place called The Joint in the Woods. Apparently, it was a small music venue located in Parsippany, New Jersey, that hosted a lot of the most famous names of that day. And on that particular Friday night, the headliner was Tommy James and the Shondells. So, once again, by group consensus, we decided to head out to Persephone to check out this new music scene. Uh Uh-huh. Well, it wasn't exactly unanimous this time. You see, four out of the five of us paid the cover charge and ventured inside, while Bart chose to stay outside, sitting on a curb outside the club. I don't think he was quite ready for that scene yet at that time. But more about that later. So the rest of us milled around inside, listening to the music and checking out the women. Now, being as we were all science and history nerds, our feeble attempts at hooking up with girls in those days was pretty laughable. So, basically... We enjoyed the show with Tommy James and the Shondells. And I'm sad to say, nothing more came out of it that evening. (laughs) Several years later, when I moved to Cleveland, Ohio, I went to another concert, this one with the world-famous Rolling Stones, who I mentioned earlier. It was a giant open-air concert held in Cleveland's Lakefront Stadium. And that day... The weather was rather questionable, so we came prepared for anything. Thanks to my resourceful scrounging, my date and I were equipped with large black garbage bags that we intended to wear as ponchos should the heavens open up in the middle of the concert. Thankfully, the giant downpour that had been forecast never actually materialized, so our big, hefty bag of ponchos were more of a hot and sweaty nuisance than anything else. Now around this time in history, in the late 1970s, something interesting happened in the lives of my old high school buddies. Remember Bart, who stayed outside sitting on the curb at the Tommy James concert? Well, Bart actually got religion around that time, when he discovered a new emerging artist named Bruce Springsteen. And immediately, Bart became one of the boss's biggest superfans. Bart would follow Springsteen to practically every one of his concerts. Bart would then write letters to me describing his adventures at all these Springsteen events, near and far. Oh my. In fact, Bart was such a crazy off-the-wall groupie that one time he and another friend actually discovered Bruce Springsteen's home address in Freehold, New Jersey, and the two of them drove their car right up the driveway of Springsteen's home before they chickened out and put the car into reverse. Around the same time, Bart also discovered another native New Jersey rocker, Southside Johnny, who happened to hang out with Springsteen in those days. So Bart, of course, added Southside Johnny and the Asbury Jukes to his concert-going itinerary. And he raved about Southside Johnny so much and so often, that I eventually joined the fan club as well. (laughs) Although I didn't actually get a chance to see Southside in person, until many, many years later when he was playing at smaller venues like a riverfront park in upstate New York or a classic old vaudeville theater in Great Barrington, Massachusetts. This obsession with Springsteen and Southside Johnny, however, naturally led us all to the holy grail of rock history when my high school buddies and I ultimately made a pilgrimage to the Stone Pony Nightclub in Asbury Park, New Jersey, which is one of the places that Springsteen played when he was first making a name for himself. So the five of us entered the hallowed halls of the Stone Pony on one of those nights when some random New Jersey rock band was playing, and we hung around inside the club Downing cheap beer at a pretty good clip, just biding our time until hopefully Springsteen or Southside might possibly show up and lend their musical stardom to this bunch of struggling newbies on stage. Well gang, that never happened. I'm sure Springsteen had better things to do that night. (laughs) But as I always say, it was worth a shot. Yeah. Now, at this point, I could go on and tell you about some other concerts I've gone to in my lifetime, like those college years when I heard Jethro Tull, Jonathan Edwards, or some doo-wop band called called the Stopping Suede Greasers, which did a pretty good imitation of Sean Na -na. I won't bore you with all those details. Instead, I'm going to share a story that happened more recently. My girlfriend and I went to a 60s spectacular at some classic old movie palace in Schenectady, New York. During this incredible once in a lifetime event, we saw the 1910 Fruit Gum Company from my hometown of Linden, New Jersey. Dennis Tufano, former lead singer of The Buckinghams, the current reincarnation of Jay and the Americans, and the real star of the show, Peter Noon of Herman's Hermits. Now, that was truly a concert to end all concerts. did that music bring back memories. But you know folks, as we all get older, it becomes increasingly obvious that our musical heroes of the 50s, 60s, and 70s are also getting on in years. Sometimes it can be rather disheartening to see the gray hair on teenage idols like Frankie Valli. But at the same time, When you witness somebody like Peter Noon get up on stage and dance around like he was still in his 20s back in the days of the original British invasion. That's when you realize that time is all relative, as Albert Einstein said. As another famous author once wrote, youth is a time of life quality of the imagination a vigor of the emotions no one grows old by living a certain number of years and if you don't believe me just go and catch a concert with Peter Noon he'll convince you you've been listening to Look Behind and Rewind I'm Tom Nielsen see you next time Hi, this is Tom Nielsen. If you enjoyed this podcast, you're invited to hear more of our episodes at a look behind and rewind and feel free to share our link with friends, family, and others, as well as following us on buzzsprout.com, Apple, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcasts.